0: Hello, Satellite Sisterhood. Thanks for downloading our podcast. Whether you're a longtime listener or new to Satellite Sisters, we always welcome your input and your enthusiasm. In fact, our theme for 2014 is Share the Sisters. So if you're so inclined, help us spread the word about Satellite Sisters. How, you may ask? Well, go ahead and write a review on iTunes or give us the thumbs up on Stitcher if that's where you download the show. We'd love to have you share a link to our show on your Facebook stream, or how about just go to SatelliteSisters.com and pay us a visit every once in a while over there at our blog. Thank you so much for your support of Satellite Sisters, and don't forget, share the sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Welcome to our Tuesday podcast for Tuesday, March 18th. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I am joined by my sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. Julie, we had an earthquake yesterday, and earthquakes always make me think of you and how we once shared the Northridge earthquake together. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we were there, Leon, for the big one together. That's right. I was living in Orange County. You were living up in Pasadena. Uh I think we called and started screaming to each other on the phone. I, I don't think I did anything sensible or anything rational.
0: I did I was I was just totally bad in the earthquake. That At was a, earthquake. our that was our earthquake plan. Like I was going to – I had just moved to Southern California. I was newly married. You were living in Orange County. We were – we overlapped for like a year and a half here in Southern Cal. And our plan was like just call each other. So my (laughs) husband slept through the whole thing. Your husband probably found it fascinating as a geologist. He was was out of town, Liam. Oh,
1: Oh, that (laughs) – Oh. You might, yeah where when you when you actually need a geologist he wasn't
0: even around he was in Houston so that was that was no good So okay. we did it was 4:30 in the morning and we picked up the phone and just started screaming at each other But um <laughs> so I thought of you yesterday I was sitting on the couch having my morning coffee 6:30 watching the news and um it was short but powerful so it wasn't a roller like they say okay. out here um and one of the things that you are, are surprised about, if you've never sat, been through an earthquake, and I guess it's a lot like a tornado, is how loud earthquakes are. Yes. So you think like irrationally in the moment, you think, oh, well, so there must have been an accident out in front of the house. And then you realize, oh, no, that's the earth. That's the sound of the earth moving and creating. It's, they're incredibly loud. So it was short and powerful and loud yesterday. So, um, And I had no one to call.
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Leanne. So no aftershocks today? No, I haven't felt any. Apparently
0: there were a couple yesterday, but I I haven't felt any. So uh, I did immediately um, get named the Shamrock Shake, which is fantastic. (laughs) And um, (laughs) You cannot have any kind of
1: natural event, storm or otherwise, unless you brand it. I mean, that's what our (laughs) sister Liz has told us. So the Shamrock Shake is a great name.
0: Well, we have a full show today on the um, on the Satellite Sisters Tuesday show. Uh, we have some more theories on the planes. Julie has her uh, own list of sanctions against Russia. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. And then we really go deep on some shallow topics. We have some spring cleaning tips. And the five must have bras. Uh, oh, spring, Leon. This is only for the spring oh, spring. <laughs> okay. Yes. Cause I often change my bras every season or every six years, whatever comes first. And then, <laughs> um, and then we have later on in the show a little social media roundup. So from the Satellite Sisterhood. So we are going to get to that. But first, Julie, I want to tell you, I was in Northern California, another place where you, you once lived.
1: Yes, yes. Pick a spot. I've been there. And how was was the earth moving there? Because they've had some big quakes in San Francisco.
0: Well, it was not moving in Santa Clara, but we were. We did spend the weekend at an amusement park, so uh, there was a lot of rumbling as the uh, as the roller coasters went on overhead. My my younger son, Colin, his robotics team made it to the state championships here in California. Uh, they are a young team, only three years old at their school. So the fact that they were able to qualify is kind of amazing. Um, These robots that they build, the kids build and program themselves. And when I say program, I mean program. They write the code. Uh, They, you know, picture the Mars rover, a little bit smaller, but that is essentially what they look like. That the Mars rover, that could like pick up balls and scoop them up and put them in a basket. And they have pneumatics devices on them, and they go up and they go down. And uh, they have two phases of the competition. One is is the autonomous phase, Julie, that's pre-programmed where the robot has to all written in code by the kids, go over, pick up a ball and drop it in a bucket. And then that's another it. longer phase, which is uh remote control driver driven. So in a geniality <laughs> phase, Leanne, as part of this contest, li- Julie, there is a sportsmanship award. So <laughs> you bet. Okay. You okay. bet. And um, so because I, when Colin started doing robotics this year, this is his first year, I had no idea. When I went to the first competition, I was like, what, a, what are the robots? What do they look like? And they are, they are real robots that they can carry around, that they spend a lot of time building and programming. Um, so the state championships in California, you know, every once in a while you have to toot your own state's horn. And, you know, we do excel in the tech field, Julie. I, and, I,
1: you know, Leon, I'm really impressed. I mean, first of all, it's a big state. So right. you have that you know going for you in terms of the amount of competition that you would have in California, it's got to be pretty rigorous. And then, second of all, you do have a lot of tech stuff going on there, and so I, it's that's very impressive that Collins' um, team did so well.
0: Yes, so they 73 teams qualified at the high school level. There was elementary robotics there and middle school robotics, really? And, yeah. yeah, and then the high school robotics. Uh, that was obviously the biggest group of kids, and you know from all over the state. And this is. <laughs> (laughs) Here's it is. Have you seen the movie Pitch Perfect, Julie? Have you? I think so. Yes, I have. It's about the acapella singing groups in college. Right. Okay. Well, it is like that. It was exactly that movie, but with like super nerds. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it.
1: Do they wear all wear matching blazers or do they have sweatshirts? They all uh,
0: wear sweatshirts. They all wear, you know, matching t-shirts. They are just It is the nerdiest bunch of kids you have ever seen. But they are reveling in their geekiness. Like, they think... They're awesome. And that's the great part about it. So, Julie, I have to say, we are in good shape. 20 years from now, Julie, we are going to have robots that are going to do our laundry. We're going to have robots that are going to perform surgery on us. Excellent. We are going to have robots take care of us in our old age because these kids had amazing robots. Like our our school's team sent three robots to the state championship, and they all finished sort of middle of the pack, which they th- were very pleased for their first showing. Very respectable kids. But some of these kids, amazing, Um, amazing things that they were doing, you know, perfectly programmed, just fast, you know, super smart robots. (laughs) It was fantastic to see, but- But it was like, it was like if you did a high school coming of age movie, but only about the nerd population. (laughs) So I, it's a long day and they have like seven preliminary qualifying matches stretched out over two days and 12 hours and then the semifinals and the finals. So in between you just, I just wandered around the great America amusement park in Santa Clara, California, just observing, you know, the nerds in their native habitat. And these kids were awesome. And the best, you know, I've spent a lot of time at soccer tournaments and lacrosse tournaments. Uh And, you know, the sports parents, they have one look and the robotics parents. (laughs) <laughs> what are, I was gonna say, are you sitting in a stadium? Liam? Are you, you in stands? Or, or is there cheering? <laughs> cheering? Oh this? yeah! No, there is all of that. It's everything. It's everything that you would think of in a sports competition, except everyone's wearing like mom jeans and white sneakers. The parents. <laughs> okay. Hey, okay. I okay, like. So
1: you must have been somewhat of a standout, lean with your. <laughs> I mean stylish clogs <laughs> I did I
0: I did have my clogs on okay. uh I had my good walking sneakers because there's not a lot to do in between matches I, so I walked around the amusement park a lot but even the parents are carrying like their own laptops and figuring out the standings and like <laughs> with the six inch glasses I mean it's well, just unbelievable
1: I mean, the big question that I think is on the minds of every satellite sister listening to this a podcast, Leon, is how is it that you have ended up with this robotic genius son? I don't, where, I don't know. Where, I mean, how was he inspired? What did you do? What was your parenting style that led
0: him into this field? Here's what I said. I said you have to find one extracurricular activity to do this year. <laughs> In that nice, yes, supportive voice, yep, that was yep, <laughs> I don't care what it is, just one <laughs> so, um, so his friend Cameron signed up, and so he went along with Cameron, so okay, it is kind of ironic that, um. You know, as i mentioned before, many of the other parents are PhDs and engineers on the team uh-huh. or they're builders or uh, project managers. And then, and then there's me, but not all. And then the kids are mainly strongly, strongly interested in engineering, all of them, uh, except Colin. But, you know, it's I can see why they enjoy it. It's a lot of tinkering. He played with Legos as a kid, so that's he still okay. loves his Legos. So, but the whole operation was just fantastic to see and um, there were two things about it that were good first of all I think most high school athletic events should be held at amusement parks because that's a good spot So, Julie, that be we, better just think of swim meets you know how
1: long know. swim
0: meets are oh my gosh yeah wouldn't that be great if you could take a couple of rides <laughs> it in was, between heats it was great so the, the actual competition they have the pits where they all hang out and they work on the robots and they practice that's what it's called the pits oh. and then the competition took place in one of those amusement park theaters, like the Country Bear Jamboree Theater. So okay. it was great. They were on a stage. There was lighting. There's high-energy dance music in the background. There's Woo. an announcer that does not stop. He would not quit. Fantastic announcer who knew a lot about robotics. A hundred matches he announced. I literally was amazed at his Calling ability, I just kept saying that guy is fantastic. He is going to play the announcer in the movie that I write am writing right now in my head uh-huh. and um, okay, so good. and then at night uh, and then at night they shut down the amusement park wasn 't open yet for the season, so at night, the kids got to go ride the rides for three hours. And they had a fantastic time. So it was a lot of fun. And at least amusement parks have, like, you know, beautiful plantings and things like this. Mm-hmm. This is great America and Santa Clara. It's been there a long time. I know one of our listeners wrote on the Facebook page that she has great memories of that park as a as a child. Still a really nice park. For inexplicably, Juliet has kind of a New Orleans theme to it, another mm-hmm. place you've lived. Yes. And so it was a lot of, like, um, Cajun music that they were playing. <laughs> so. That is a little... <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And a lot of like New Orleans, Mardi Gras music, Hey Pocky Way, and all kinds of things. Okay. And so... Some jaunty little tunes. Yes. Yeah, so I must have logged, I think, literally like eight miles the first day. I just kept walking around the park because the boys don't want you hanging out with them in no. between matches. And it's certainly you're no help. I'm right? uh, No this help. Time. Yeah. And uh-huh. they did have a rather draconian food policy that you had to eat the bad Uh, Great America food, which was unfortunate because it was really bad. And in this day and age of food trucks and taco carts, you should not be selling $5 plastic nacho trays like as a mandatory food product. That's just, that wasn't fair. So I did spend quite a bit of time just eating lunch in my car in the parking lot. (laughs)
1: Ooh, that sounds good. Well, I wondered if you brought uh, drinks and, you know, snacks. No, we couldn't party. bring anything in.
0: Oh, oh, So that was, that was it. And so literally your choices were nachos or hot dogs. So, uh, there were a lot of teams just standing around in the parking lot, which was fine. Um, that's what that gets when you have bad food, but it was a really fun weekend all in all. And, um, as I said, they, they finished in the middle of the pack, but it was a great experience for them. And I think they know what to aim for. Now some impressive teams from Northern California and from Southern California, sort of hotbeds of, of aeronautic design and, uh, engineering and technology. So a really great experience. And as I said, we're in good hands. And then two other observations. First of all, Santa Clara is really the heart of the Silicon Valley. It's right near San Jose, right near the airport. We lived uh, We
1: lived just north of there for a while, uh, as well Leon. it 's one of the other spots where yes yeah, yeah, yep. yeah.
0: and um, there's no amount of money could pay me to live there I just, uh, it <laughs> it and is you just... say that I mean now you are a, now i mean people don 't know this that there is a giant
1: divide between Southern Californians like yourself yeah. and northern Californians. Uh, that, you know, they talk a lot about, you know, a breaking away, creating a separate state. Uh, they don't like to be associated with the people of Southern California, the Northern Californians. So what's what's your take, Clayton? It was just...
0: I know we were sort of trapped in this area between the hotel and the amusement park but this was on the main strip there in Santa Clara with the world head, you know with the Dell headquarters and Centrics and Aviatrics and Nutrix and Cotrix and MyTrics everything was an X company <laughs> it is just one office park after the other there is no there there. I and I understand that that's what they oh, want. Oh, okay,
1: now wait a minute. Now let's let's uh, let's cast our mind to Southern California and what 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 you have going on there. Isn't it just one housing
0: development after another in Southern? I guess California? so, but there are houses, you know, yeah. <laughs> and there are restaurants. Like even there, I'm not kidding you. Like you, you could barely find food open on the weekends. Because they just cater to the people that work there. So uh, I had to go far afield to find, uh, you know, a little bit of sushi on Saturday night. And that's, I just was looking for anything. Could have been anything. It's just surprising, I guess, you know, at those big corporate headquarters, everything's in, everything's inside. So they don't want the employees to leave. Like, where were the dry cleaners? I kept thinking, like, at one point I had to buy Colin a razor. And I literally, like, drove up and down this main street. I'm like... There's not one grocery store or CVS, nothing. It was. It's an odd. You have to admit, Julie. It's an yes, odd place. No, it is.
1: It, it's it's all not work, the word all work, no play. Right. And um, you know, it's just living at the office. Right. right? When
0: you, you picture the word valley, and there's just you know that is supposed to be bucolic, and it's not. It's just one mirrored office park after the other, and everyone drives a Porsche. Okay, I will say that I've never seen so many <laughs> Porsches in my entire life. And then the second thing is shockingly in the middle, like in the middle of the Great America parking lot in between, you know, the convention center, of the Hilton and Great America, they're building a giant football stadium. That's where the new 49ers stadium is going.
1: So this is another uh, professional football team that, you know, they're the San Francisco 49ers, but they're no longer going to be actually in San Francisco. It's like the Dallas Cowboys are not in Dallas, they're in Arlington. Uh new, you know, the New York Giants play in New Jersey. So, okay. That's, so they're uh, in
0: Santa Clara, but it is the most generic place to go to a A football game. I mean, it's really in the parking lot of Great America. That's where they built the stadium. So I'm sure there were huge tax draws and the city of Santa Clara must be paying the NFL because, yes, let's pay the NFL. They're only worth billions. So let's let's pay to build their stadiums for them. You know, how I can't stand the NFL. So in terms of their business. But I was like, even if you were going to the game, trust me, there's no there there. Like there's the one Bennigans, people. I'm just telling you, you are definitely going to have to tailgate like we did at Great America because there's no food but it was just such a it's the Levi Strauss Stadium uh and it's it was just I I kept looking at it thinking that's where they're putting the NFL stadium so anyway just a tip I'm sure it's already sold out and I'm sure the weather is better than a candlestick park but I was surprised it was such a completely generic setting but it was the most beautiful weekend ever 80 degrees in Silicon Valley a full okay. moon at the amusement park and uh we had a fantastic time. So now well, it's exam week I... and we're back to business here, but it well, was well do you well think worth he'll continue on with uh, the robotics will you continue on? Uh I I hope he continues on cuz okay. I think okay. his teammates are really nice kids and they, they, okay. he was on a robot with all sophomores. So um, it means that they're young and they they should continue to sort of get better and and again he's on a team with one kid who wants to be an engineer both his parents are engineers and his aunt is an engineer she was there too and then another team and then his other teammate uh is like a coding genius you know oh, one of those okay. kids that codes already at, at he's a fr- he's a sophomore so i hope he stays on that team <laughs> Okay, so hear- i hope he doesn't go out on his own let's just put
1: <laughs> Leanne, I think when your older son goes off to college next year, you've got to you've got to rent out his room and uh, rent it out to some engineer. You need an in-house engineer. That's That's what I think you
0: need. It is. That's what we need. Did you,
1: uh, did you ask any of these nerds about the plane and where they thought the missing Malaysian plane flight three? I did not.
0: We, we did discuss it. People did not have any theories, but we did discuss it because there was so much breaking news over the weekend. Uh, And it's a story that Colin and I are very interested in. And then I was floored when I, heard your theory on Satellite Sisters that you thought it was headed to the Taj Mahal, Julie Tosh, Dolan.
1: Taj Mahal. That's what I thought. Huh. That, uh, that uh, you know, when you think
0: about how would
1: you create another worldwide terror event that would capture everyone's attention. Take a plane into the Taj Mahal. Look where it was flying. You have to look at the roots. And that's really all I want to talk about today is, you know, the Thais, uh, uh, Thailand has come out and said, oops, you know, guess what? You know, 10 days after the event, well, actually, we did see some blips on our local radar about the plane. We've just forgot to tell you, or we just didn't, you know, it really wasn't. It didn't have anything to do with Thailand or Thais, so we just didn't mention it, okay? But now they're mentioning it. So we all know there was a very deliberate turn with this plane. They did reset the course. And I think that what I heard a, a reporter from the Wall Street Journal this morning say that at every stage of this investigation, the most unusual or unlikely, you know, explanation, that's what it's been. You know, I mean, immediately when the plane w- went missing, everyone thought, oh, well, it's crashed. I mean, it was. it's It's more unlikely that the plane was hijacked or that someone has taken it somewhere else. But I think this is such an unusual story because at every turn, it gets even crazier and crazier. So do not discount my Taj Mahal. Okay. Fear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, But I think that they should, my recommendation this morning is that they should totally skip all of that. You know, they're searching in the Indian Ocean and, you know, they've got all the Australians out there looking about the southern route. I do not believe this plane took the southern route. I believe the plane went north and I think they should focus on three countries, Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan and Tajikistan. The plane is there. All three of these countries are run by despots. They're all completely corrupt countries. They've got lots of people living in yurts, not too, you know, big open spots. There is plenty of space to land that big Boeing plane. So that's where I think the plane is. And then they're going to load it up
0: and take it into the Taj Mahal. Okay. Didn't 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 you? Don't they have to fly over many countries though to get to those three spots? Like. Could they pay off all those countries along the way? Well,
1: I mean, they said that they feel like, I mean, if they're flying over Turkmenistan, I I mean, do you have a lot of communication with Turkmenistan? Not lately, no, no. No, They're not very cooperative. Okay, so who knows? I mean, same with Kazakhstan. If the plane is there, why would they tell you, right? Why would they tell the United
0: States or Malaysia, right? Right. I, you're right, Julie. I I, th- I kind of think it probably crashed. I don't know why, but I kind of think it pr- crashed in the ocean. But it is interesting to think about the other possibilities, or it certainly keeps the story going. And that's without any, you know, plane wreckage found. You just want to keep the story going in your mind. I was surprised to hear Liz's theory this weekend on Satellite Sisters that the plane has landed somewhere and everyone's OK. Because honestly, that was the plot of Lost, and I don't want to make jokes because there are hundreds of people's lives at I stake. Know. But when Liz was explaining it, I'm like, Liz, that is why I watched Lost for five years because of what you are just describing. So Liz was uh, describing the plot of Lost, but you really think it's landed and it's going to be used for nefarious purposes? Yes, I
1: think I think it is, Lee, and I don't think it was a simple hijacking because if it was a simple hijacking, again, this is this is not my thought, but the thought of a, a Wall Street journal reporter he said if you look at all the previous hijackings things happen very quickly on the plane like it's either you know they crash it or something happens it doesn't fly for another seven or eight hours yeah that is a mystery that is yeah that only happens in hollywood movies that you know a plane is hijacked and they're flying around for some extended period of time right so I think it was deliberately taken, and that that you know, and that's what what the plot's all about. I well, don't I'm going to
0: agree it. with our niece Megan, and whatever you think happened, Julie, uh, I agree with that because you and your husband um, live a conspiracy theory almost every day, right?
1: <laughs> yes, we do, Lynn. You, <laughs> yes, you revel,
0: you revel in that. We have a
1: lot of threats. Our threat level is very high, Lynn, <laughs> at most at most times. So it, we're. <laughs> I do not think the plane is in North Korea. Okay, that was uh, mentioned on the Facebook page. Yeah. It did not go in that direction. I don't think the North Koreans are capable of this this kind of operation. They're just, they're not smart enough. They don't have any people smart enough to fly the plane. So that, that's my thought there. But Lee, and the other big story when, you know, that has been going on while the plane is missing is, you know, my friend, Vladimir Putin, because, you know, I lived in Russia for five years. He has gone ahead and he's just, taken over Crimea. You know, Mm. this morning he signed Crimea up for the Russian Federation. They're in. They didn't have to fill out an application. They really didn't have to fight a war. They just had to have some like bogus election. And now they're part of the Russian Federation. So isn't that wonderful? And, you know, the United States came out, President Obama said that yesterday that he has imposed tough sanctions on 11 people, Ian. uh seven in Russia, four in the Ukraine, and that these, by putting this kind of tough sanctions on them, that they were going to target their assets in the United <laughs> States and they were going to ban travel to the United States, that these uh, 11 people would not be able to do it, that this was somehow going to persuade Russia to give back Crimea Possibly not invade Eastern Ukraine, and certainly not swallow up Moldova on their way back to Moscow, which is also a possibility. Mm -hmm. But I
0: believe, which I I thought was the country in the Princess Diaries. So that every time they mentioned that on the news, I was like, "Oh no, right, not Genovia." Moldova,
1: exactly. He might take over Genovia as well, Liam. And you know <laughs> I, the Russians. The Russians have totally mocked President Obama. They have sent out tweets. I mean, they have. You know, they have just they've scoffed at him. So I've come up with my own set of sanctions. <laughs> Having lived in Russia for five years, I know
0: how to crush the Russians. Wow, you are working overtime between plane theories and sanctions. All right. <laughs> What's happening? Okay. All right, so what so do you here's got? Here's my first one, Leon.
1: In what I would like to describe as a Cruella de Vil like caper, I suggest that we get a van and we kidnap the dogs of all top Russian officials, okay, oh. including Putin's dog. Okay, and here's why because Russians love their dogs. There's an a, expression in Russia that your only true friend is your dog. Okay, they they love their dogs. They they dress them in these incredible winter coats in the cold weather. I mean, the Russian dogs are so devoted to their masters that like when you see a dog in a park, they won't they won't even look at you. They only look at their master. So, I think if we get the dogs of these 11 people, or 12, let's take Putin's dogs too. Now we have their attention. You see what I'm saying? That's a good one. It's a (laughs) Cruella de Vil. I like it. Yes. Okay. Secondly, uh, uh, President Obama banned travel to the U.S. Okay. They don't care. I mean, I know they want to go to Las Vegas. Okay. But really, okay, where we need to ban travel is they should not be allowed to go to either Switzerland or Cyprus because that's where they do their money laundering Okay, And, And so that is really going to put a cramp on their assets. Okay. They, I don't that's think not-
0: our president's allowed to ban travel to Cyprus, though, right?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he could work with our... With party- the Cyprus, yes. Yes, yes, he could. And with Switzerland. And while you're at it... I think you should look at Amsterdam as well as another place where we would want to ban travel because that's where Putin has his own special oil trader lives in Amsterdam. And so I think we'd probably want to shut that down. So now you have their dogs, now you've taken their assets, but this is going to be the thing that is going to bring them to their knees, Land. Okay? What is it? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, okay. I think with it, to really create shock and awe, we have to send in SEAL Team 6 and we have to shut down the major sour cream and mayo factories <laughs> in Russia. Okay? <laughs> You're, I, you know what I'm talking about. I Leanne? know. It's, you have it to keeps Moscow. the country going. It is, you, it's the I, lifeblood of Russian society. You cannot eat a meal that isn't smeared in sour cream or mayo. Okay, so they won't be expecting it, Leon. See, this is the thing. I mean, No, it, it is, I'm it, sure it is. they won't. It is, it's the failure of imagination. This is, you've got to have the surprise attack. Okay, yes, we could go after cigarettes. And I believe that, you know, if we shut down sending all American cigarettes to, to even just to Moscow, uh, that would force them to smoke their own disgusting Russian cigarettes. And that might create something. But really, it's, it's the sour cream and mayo that is going to really turn the tide. They will give Crimea back
0: I thought you were going to say vodka, but sour cream. Oh, no, no, I think no, is no, no, even no, no, more is... brilliant. Yeah, it's because it's less expected. It ha- and it has sort of an Austin Powers type, of <laughs> type of <laughs> veneer. Yes, that. Liam. This is. But we that, should I... send, send in Mike Myers to shut down and with Seal Team Six.
1: Yeah, I thought that was. Hey, well, I thought about vodka, but again, you know, they have they have so much vodka. You know, it would be, that would be a very difficult operation and, and they would, you know, they protect that. That's their lifeblood, but it would hurt as much not to have sour cream and mayo. I really wouldn't. So they. Well, Julie, I
0: think you should get on the horn to state with these recommendations. That's what I. I can tell you my recommendations are as good, if not better, than the ones they came out with in terms of
1: really having some impact, really creating sort of the leverage we need to create this exit ramp that uh, the Obama administration is talking about. Well, I think this is how you do it. Start with the dogs, end with the (laughs) mayo.
0: Okay. All right. And that concludes the hard news segment of Tuesday's show. So, if you're uh, if you're a serious person, you might want to just tune out now. But um, <laughs> coming up, we still have social media roundup, spring cleaning tips, and of course, the five must-have bras for spring. Yeah. Uh, but Julie, you had you you have some theories now. You have many theories. <laughs> you know it's it's amazingly
1: because while you were away last yeah. week, I moved. I'm in a totally new closet. I know. You heard, I know, Julie. On this show. We just we changed our lifestyle. We are we sold our house and we're going to be looking for that perfect apartment to buy. Sort of more of a lock and leave situation. So I can come and visit you, Leanne, on the West Coast more often.
0: You're Mr. and Mrs. I... Smith in many, many ways. <laughs>
1: yes. yes. <laughs> but so so once again, I'm moving. Okay, okay. I just You know, it just sort of came up and we decided we embraced it and we moved. But I've spent a lot of time with my stuff in the last couple of weeks uh, just preparing for this move. And I have I have my own new theory about stuff, you know, the things in your house. And one is that I think each piece of each thing you has has its own energy source, you know, that and there seems to be some kind of inverse correlation between the value of an item, and how quickly you can put your hands on it. Now that I've moved, I mean, for example, I have a gold bracelet, um, and I have to admit it's uh, still a little missing uh, at this point. <laughs> I don't. I'm not calling it lost, right? I believe that it will surface; that it's going to float up. You know how that is? Where, yes, that happens. You know, you look for something, and it's just. Uh, I, I. It hasn't come up yet, but it's somewhere, and and as. As it, things settle down and as everybody gets comfortable, all the items get comfortable in their new environments. I believe this gold bracelet is going to uh, percolate to the top. I mean, I haven't haven't really told my husband yet, but I, I'm just I just it's a just a little bit missing right mm-hmm. now. But on the other hand, Liam, I have a small wicker hedgehog that uh, with sparkles <laughs> on it that that mom sent me uh, a couple years back. She sent it to me federal express yeah because a couple of years ago i was trying to go for a rustic uh, christmas mantle that was my theme for mm-hmm. my christmas mantle and mom apparently had seen this little sparkly hedgehog somewhere and just felt that i really needed this to for my this to christmas. pull it all together
0: yes the for, one last tj max element yes. yes
1: so she she FedEx. I don't know how much the head hawk <laughs> cost, head, hedgehog costs, but I imagine the FedEx was more. But there is – so so you wouldn't think that, like, that guy would make the cut to come on this trip because uh, – the trip of my life. Because prior to the move, Leanne, I did – I am you, – you've seen me move. I, I mean, I did – I or I've helped mom and dad move a couple of times. I'm really big on slashing, burning – purging, uh, donating, selling. I believe things should be moved out. You should not, you know, I'm not a hoarder. I don't like to keep things. And once again, even though I thought I've done this multiple times, I did a great deal of that in the last couple of weeks of purging, of selling, of donating. But somehow this little hedgehog (laughs) made the cut. And I have all these tubs, plastic tubs, Leanne, as as I know you do, uh, with the Christmas decorations. And they're they're all sort of stacked up in this garage uh, at our new uh, temporary townhouse. And there he is looking out (laughs) from his plastic tub. And he's saying, I made it. I don't know where the gold bracelet is, but I'm here. (laughs) And I just, he, cause he has his own sense of energy, right. <laughs> I just somehow this little guy made it. Cause I, I did, I went through all my decorations and tried to, you know, decide if I really wanted to move it and clear things out and, you know, put things away, but Hedgehog made it. I'm glad so, to hear that.
0: I, yeah. I, 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 have a Hedgehog too, Julie. So <laughs> I one to. Well, it's interesting you should mention mom and the hedgehog because, um, one of the things when I cleaned out our parents' apartment uh, for the final time, um, just, just prior to my mom's death and our dad's death, um, one of the things I ended up with, uh, that is hard to get rid of just because of the level of toxicity are clean, (laughs) cleaning products. Right. And- Mom loved her cleaning products. She loved them, Julie. And she
1: didn't want to be without them. She stockpiled them, right?
0: Right. And she used, she was not interested at all in green cleaning or anything that might be environmentally friendly. Not one bit. Mm -hmm. So if there was an extra strength, anything, it was in her bucket and she had products that was It would, you know, super specific products like here is the most powerful cleaner you can find for your vegetable drawer in your refrigerator. And she would stock that, you know, so, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yes, she did. She so had she, she, she had, had just,
1: multiple uh, metal cleaners. I mean that you know, it, one for silver, one for copper, one for stainless steel, one for brass. Right? She had a whole collection of those as well. Yes,
0: and you know, again, she was very uh, an enthusiastic laundry doer. So she had <laughs> stain pens, and she had bleaches, and she had you know cleaners that would clean to the very inch of the product's life cycle. And, and so, so. <laughs> And I just, one, I don't, I don't usually buy stuff like that. I don't spend a lot of money on it. And two, I don't care. You know, I, like I'm fine with the appearance of clean and I do actually use a lot of uh, vinegar and, and natural cleaning products, Mm -hmm. mainly because all those toxic things actually kind of make me itch and sneeze. Okay. And, um... But it, it got my attention when I saw uh, this article today on Yahoo, 12 spring cleaning tips your mom never told you. It just made me laugh out loud because, Julie, I still have oh. a lot of those cleaning products. Like, I'll never work, th- I'll never use some of them. You know, I've <laughs> had them now for over a year, and they're still, they're still going strong. But um, when, I, when I read the 12 cleaning tips your mom never told you, I think you're going to be surprised at some of the liquids they use. So I'm not going to read them all, but I'm going to just pass along okay. a few... Spring cleaning tips for you, Julie. It sounds like you might be in the right frame of mind. Okay, if you had to imagine um, yes. the, you know, the grossest thing to clean your toilet with, what would <laughs> what would that be? Would it be Kool Aid? Because it's apparently, you can, you can clean your toilet bowl with Kool Aid. Okay, here's a what what flavor. I want. Any flavor, Julie, does <laughs> no, not no, matter. I don't like that. It's full of citric acid and that's going to clean the toilet. The cherry flavor, according to our expert cleaning guru, Maxwell Gillingham Ryan, cleaning guru, by the way. Oh, uh, the
1: three names. Okay, yeah, you have there you go. Three, three names. names that
0: them. means he's a British cleaning guru. All right. Kool-Aid is natural and non-toxic. Really? Because it doesn't seem either of those two things, but, um... That's how you do it. Before you go to bed, he wants you to flush your toilet and pour in a packet of Kool-Aid and then let it sit overnight. So so there you go. Doesn't it leave like a red cherry uh, stain in the uh, toilet bowl? Thank you for asking that, Julie. It does not because it's porcelain and, uh, and porcelain doesn't stain like that says right here don't worry about stains because it's being used on porcelain so there you go and if you're out of kool-aid because no one's bought kool-aid since 1979 um you can use a can of coke or pepsi <laughs>
1: so, okay. all right now you're talking now that sounds like a fun evening that does to have you know to go go up to bed have yourself a swig of it like can you use diet coke i
0: hope take a diet coke and then throw it down your toilet okay yes. Liam, let's try that tonight <laughs> Okay. Here's Uh, something, Julie. Are you looking to improve your flow? I know you are. So um, after you've cleaned the air vents in your house, okay, after you've cleaned the air vents in your house, okay, who, what?
1: When would that be? be?
0: Right. At some time in the next- When you move
1: out. When you move out. Yes.
0: Okay. Then you know what you're supposed to do. You've cleaned the air vents. You're supposed to wax them with car wax. There you go. So the dust won't build up as quickly and the air will pass through better. I I don't even, I look at the air vents. Who can reach them? I can't. It makes me sneeze to clean the vents. <laughs> not doing that. All right. Uh, this one, I think, you I think... Have
1: your sons. you've got those tall sons. You could have them give me, don't you have, you probably even have car wax in your garage. <laughs> there
0: you go. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. All right. Here's number 11. And this one I'm just going to mention, cause I think it's a good, um, for our upper body. I think we can build up our upper body with this okay. particular spring cleaning tip. Okay. Julie, no one likes a couch coated in pet hair right (laughs) no not one single person (laughs) but who wants to pick it up strand by strand right (laughs) (laughs) who even thought that you could pick it up strand by strand right okay Okay, here's where you want to put on the gloves that you use when you wash dishes do you wear gloves when you wash dishes no. No. That's my why it, aunts, that's, that's why my
1: hands look like they do. Exactly. But our sister-in-law Laura Dolan, she wears she does wear um gloves and she has beautiful hands. She there looks her
0: hands look like she's twenty-two years old. I know, it's amazing. Yes. So I guess this is really only for Laura, but here's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to put on your latex dishwashing gloves and just rub it rapidly, rapidly across the furniture. <laughs> it's rapidly. And it builds up an oh. it builds up an electric charge. You're you're rubbing so rapidly. <laughs> And then the hair just sticks to it. And then here's the best part. When you are done, you just take the glove off, Julie, and you throw it in the trash. Right? Just throw it in the trash. Uh, uh. <laughs> so that whew, that sounds like be good for the the bus line, that whole yes, operation. It yes. So are you on your knees with these gloves i don't... you're rubbing,
1: land I guess that... it
0: depends on how tall your couch is or how big your dog is. <laughs> I don't know. And then finally, this one, uh, Julie, made me think of you, of course, because you can create a self-cleaning tub or shower. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm
1: in. Count, count me in on this. Okay, Leanne.
0: Who's going to clean, the, the tub or me? Here you go. No one enjoys dealing with mold and mildew, right? No one enjoys not a, that. No. Not yep. not even Sheila, who enjoys cleaning. So add some booze to the equation. Here's the suggestion. <laughs> okay. This is... <laughs> What is his name again? Our I,
1: British cleaning expert. He has the Ryan. Ryan. To...
0: Yes. Okay. So, uh, here you go. You want to fill a spray bottle with vodka. All right. Okay. You want to. <laughs> okay. I... You, now you are talking. I know. I, I think uh, the cheaper the vodka, the better in this case, because um, its acids will cut right through the grime. So you spray that vodka on. The mold and mildew in your shower, you let it sit for 10 minutes and then you clean it normally. Or, um, you could, I guess, lick it. I guess you could lick it off if you're really thirsty, but (laughs) I don't know. There you go. (laughs) That, I know mom didn't try any of those. She just, I don't, I don't think so, but.
1: I mean, where to start? I mean, I, I just don't know which way, which which of those fabulous suggestions I want to start with today, Leon. I
0: think you know. First of all, keeping Kool Aid and vodka in your bathroom sounds fantastic. <laughs> like that could be a nightcap and a cleaning product. Yeah, so right. And then you've
1: got you got your Coca Cola as the chaser. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. also got... <laughs> so. Okay. Ooh, that's a good one, Leon. That's a good one. Well, it is springtime, Leon, and. um this is when, uh, you know, you, you you think about, like, sort of freshening up your, uh, your wardrobe and stuff like that. So I, of course, was attracted to an article that said five must-have bras for spring. Okay, you, these you must have. Now, first of all, <laughs> I, I really want to ask Satellite Sisters, like, be honest, how many bras do you actually have in rotation? I mean, I just, I did, let's just be honest about that. I have like two are yeah. my, go-to, my go-to bras. Okay. That, that, that are getting heavy rotation with a, with a sports bra that I throw in all the time. So, but the industry experts say that you need to, have, they believe you need to have five to 10 different brassiers at any time.
0: Wow. I, I think I, they only have that on soap operas, but I don't, you know. On, on revenge so, or something. I don't know. Yes. All right.
1: So anyway, so here are your five must-have bras. So I want to see if you have any of these, Leon, okay. or if you're planning to get one. The first one is the racerback, you know, and this is, this is fine to wear, you know, if you're wearing sleeveless dresses or w- with cutouts, that's going to give you a nice look because we are way too old to have our bra
0: bras sh- showing. Don't you think? I agree with that. So if you're going to go with that racerback look, Please buy yourself a racerback bra. But I don't have just, one of
1: those. Wouldn't, wouldn't you just wear your sports bra instead? Yeah, of I would. <laughs> yes,
0: I would. Okay.
1: Okay, second one that you must have is the wireless bra. Now, this is supposed to provide you with both comfort and support. But I think its real purpose is helping in airport security. Right. Don't you think <laughs> that this is the brazier you need to wear so that you don't, you know, get the additional pat down going through TSA?
0: I haven't had a wireless bra since the fifth grade, so (laughs) (laughs) I it does not provide me with any support. Okay, so now you're now you only
1: have three must-have bras left. left. Right, I'm trying to. You've eliminated the first two. Uh, This third one, I'm never getting. Okay, so I'm out on this one. It's the low plunge bra. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: I'm never going to do that. Right. Okay. So, uh, how about you? Are you in? Are you out? I, again, I need some support. And those two things seem mutually exclusive. And I think my low plunge days are really over. I, th- okay. I think
1: they're over, Joel. Okay. Okay. So you might want, okay, now we're down to two, Leanne. So, but this next one I think has some possibility. It's the spacer t-shirt
0: bra. Have you oh, heard this term? I'm interested okay. in this.
1: Okay. This is giving you, going to give you smooth. So you can wear a t-shirt. But also separated, spacer. It's like pulling you up and out and apart and smooth. Yeah. Oh. Okay. okay. What,
0: what do they suggest where I could get one of those? <laughs> I
1: think you can walk in anywhere now, Leon, and ask for a spacer t-shirt bra. All right. That's good. That's good term. I'm going to write that down. Okay. Okay. Now, the final selection in the must-have bras
0: is the lace bralette. Oh, that's see cute. that. First of all, lace, so okay. uncomfortable. Who wants okay. to wear? <laughs> I mean, Itch,
1: itchy lace. Itchy. Well, here's the thing. First of all, it's no support because it's a bralette. Bralette. Okay. Yeah. Um. Really, you cannot wear a shirt with this. Yeah, that's no a shirt. Pr- no shirt. It's no shirt good with a lace bra. So really, this is for the boudoir. Like oh. that's what I. That's what I think that you have. So, from my count out of the five must-have bras for spring, you're only. <laughs> I'm going to have one. You I'm, have one. I'm going to look for one. I... Okay. The spacer t-shirt bra that's going to smooth and separate you. That's
0: what I need. I think I'm just going to put on my gloves and do that couch exercise Then go <laughs> find a spacer bra. It's going to be a whole new me. A whole okay. new me. All right, uh social media roundup to wrap up the show, a couple of things happening. You can always join our Facebook group page. I know we have some new listeners. I heard from one the other day. Jen, welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. We're so glad you're listening. She just discovered our podcast. She's like, how am I gonna listen to all the shows? Jen, it's a long life. So uh, over 400 episodes, keep listening is what I would say. It's a 24/7 operation, but I think you can do it. But I would like to encourage you, along with liking our face, our official Facebook group page, our, our official Facebook page, to head on over to the Satellite Sisters group page. That's an open invitation. Well, Liz actually has to approve you. <laughs> but Jen, if you have one or more friends on Facebook, Liz will approve you. If you have no friends and your name is diggity Ramos, I am never approving you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why you keep trying to friend me diggity, but forget about it. All right. <laughs> that is no one's name diggity Ramos. Mm-hmm. Um, but go over there. Cause we have a lot of fun things happening. First of all, how great was it, Julie, to see the photos of all the smiling Minnesota satellite satellite sisters at their get together last that week? That was
1: the greatest. First of all, you all look fabulous. Right. And
0: I'm sure you had so much fun. And it was just great to think about you all together. Right. They have formed their own group, a satellite satellite sisters, and they are a self contained unit that is planning events and keeping in touch. That's great because I'm here to tell you, Jen new to Satellite Sisterhood, we are never going to do that for you (laughs) as the (laughs) Satellite Sisters. That is beyond our scope right now. We're no Sheryl Sandberg, okay? We can't create lean-in circles and invite high-level people to come meet you and talk to you and inspire you. Nope, you're on your own with your satellite, satellite sisters groups, but we heartily approve. SSS, love it. Uh, Several other people mentioned, hey, I'm in Fort Myers, Florida, Orlando. Here, they're raising their hand. We are all for it. You must self-form. If there's anything we can do to help You know, we probably won't, but go ahead. You might want to ask us. But other than that, we are all for it. It was great to see that Minnesota group. Yes. Send more pictures. <laughs> yeah. If you get together with other satellite sisters. We would love to see the pictures. But the Facebook group page, page is the way, way, place to self-organize that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, we had several people ask us, Julie, are you and I going to be watching Dancing with the Stars to support satellite sister hero Diana Nyad? Uh, she is a swimmer, you know, Diana. <laughs> and <laughs> Sheila has encountered her several times naked in um, the locker room at the Rose Bowl Aquatic Center. And um, I missed Diana's performance last night. Did you see it? No, I'm, I've been looking for my gold bracelet. Okay, Hold so I, okay, I here's what we're going to promise. We missed it last night, but I haven't watched Dancing with the Stars for a while. But next week, I hope Diana doesn't get eliminated the first week. Next week, I'm going to watch and I'm going to vote just for her. Okay? okay, so if we could gather a small voting block for Diana Nyad, let's do that. It's the least <laughs> we can do. Mm -hmm. She's such a great role model. And then, you know, we had so much fun doing Downton Gabby. We're looking, we were looking for another TV show. And then we thought, Julie and I, maybe we would aim higher and do like one of those Harvard courses online that people could do with us. And then we decided, (laughs) are we crazy? What's, (laughs) what's wrong with us? We don't want to do that. So we've had a lot of people ask about uh, Mr. Selfridge, the, the show that the next, drama that's coming up on pbs masterpiece theater so i'm gonna binge watch that first season i know i watched the first three and and then i just kind of fell off the the bandwagon so i'm gonna binge watch the first season and we're gonna try to get our act together i know that premieres at the end of march and we have seem to have a lot of interest so we're just gonna see if we can get on board with that Okay. Um, I think that's that's yeah, be our yeah. Yeah, that so, will be our yeah, nice let's, choice
1: for the spring. We're gonna have our new Brazier's on. Yes, our our houses gloves. are gonna be
0: clean. Yeah. yeah. vodka and Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's gonna be good, Land. <laughs> you know, Julie, I think uh, based on several of your theories of the plane and uh, your sanctions, we just need to keep you more hinged to reality. So <laughs> think mr selfridge may be perfect (laughs) um all right we are so happy uh, that you join us every week thanks so much many of you have sort of taken up our call to share the sisters we really appreciate seeing posts on facebook page we love when you um you know give us the thumbs up on stitcher or give us a review Mm -hmm. on itunes that stuff really matters and sort of spreading the word about satellite sisters and uh, we appreciate all that support we get do you have any big plans for the rest of the week jewel Oh, jury duty I
1: have jury duty Oh that's right so today I'm going in and based on our niece Megan's advice, if you listen to the last pot podcast, I am going to be very alert and attentive, and I'm going to perform my civic duty, Leon.
0: You know, Megan was fantastic on the mm-hmm. podcast this she week. She
1: is, uh, as is her sister Catherine. I yes. Mean, I,
0: the next gen. They are they are very strong. So. It's an interesting. As a former prosecutor, I loved hearing her analysis of the Oscar Pistorius case. Fantastic, you know. Uh, analysis. Better, I think, than Dan Abrams on Good Morning America today. So, well done, Megan. That was fun to listen to. Yeah, I have uh, just trying to get Colin through exams. They have quarter, okay. e- quarter exams and um, my husband's out of town again, so that's good news. And... <laughs> More time for binge TV watching. I know. Exactly. That's why I thought this was the perfect week to actually do that. Um, So uh, that's my plan. So a little binge TV watching. I think Sheila's going to come over tonight. Uh, Girls night in. Sheila and I hanging out after dinner. So, um, you know, have some tea. Have some tea with Sheila tonight. All right, everyone. Have a great week. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.